This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are super excited to have a very special guest with us, Haley Wood. She is the holistic skin guru. So if you're into that kind of stuff, you're at the right place. She's here to hear to she is here to not only hear but also share her tips and tricks on how to mindfully manage your skin. Haley has been practicing uh, facials. She's a writer, a skincare educator, and this has all been going on for about 12 years. Nice and seasoned there. Mm-hmm. She has a holistic facial and reflexology practice called Therapeutic Skin Coach and recently created Therapeutic Skin Coach Program to help coach people to achieve their best skin and, of course, alongside with that, best self. So thank you so much for joining us today, Haley. Thank you for having me. We're really excited to have you here. We are just obsessed with your work, so excited oh. to share it. I'm so honored. Thank you. This is going to be great. <laughs> we selfishly invited you on to um, know all of your tips and tricks for our own skincare program and just hoping that everyone else is, you know, needing a little brush up on their skincare program too. What? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's just your approach is so different than almost any approach I've ever seen from one person. Um, it's so in-depth. It's so thorough. It gets right to the root of it. It empowers people's own intuitions. It empowers whole body healing as mm. opposed to just skin healing. And um, I think it's the way of the future. <laughs> yes. I totally agree. I totally agree. Just having that intuition as your baseline, as where as your compass to kind of see what's going on and why and how to get to the root of it. It's brilliant. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. Thank you for seeing it and having me here today. Absolute pleasure. And Haley's skin, of course, is glowing <laughs> and it's like Dude, I need my sunglasses it's like beaming out from in front yes. of me so that. you're a true testament to whatever you're preaching works great clearly I love that thank you for that and I want to hear you'll tell us about your own story and how you yeah. how you got to where you are today because I know that's um an interesting that's always story. an interesting journey yeah yeah. Jenna, do you, want, do you want to give us your definition? Yeah. Um, so my definition for intuitive skincare is getting to the root of your skin's problems instead of staying at the surface, which includes self-reflection on things like diet and repressed emotions, among other things, and also recognizing the dialogue that your skin is having with you mm. through the issues it's presenting. I love that. I, I love, love the that concept too. of your skin is talking to you. Yes. It's mm. the ultimate communicator as I say often. I love that. Beautiful. Well, do you want to tell us a little bit about your skincare approach? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been, as you mentioned, an esthetician for the last 12 years, and I just genuinely did not like the way I felt I had to do facials in a spa setting where everything is on a protocol. Everything was just one size fits all. So I didn't find that that really honored the client, my, you know, my patients that would come in and I decided, okay, what is everything I know about this person? How can I just get the most health history to be able to kind of dive in deeply and how can I ground myself to just sort of intuitively tap into what might be going on. And I found that the more I was just listening to myself and listening to what their intention was with their skin, the more we would get to these deeply rooted causes that were actually triggering 
what was reflecting on their skin. So, I mean, kind of in a nutshell, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. But I, yeah, I dive in really deeply. I do an intensive consultation where it's about like 14 questions asking, you know, how's your sleep? How do you exercise? What's your hormone like? And that just sort of triggers people to start thinking about the different aspects of their health so that they don't disconnect it so much from what's going on on the skin, Mm. you know? And would you say that people are surprised to know that things like their food could affect their skin? Absolutely. I think more so now the conversation, like if, if you're paying attention at all to the wellness realm or even you're interested in green beauty or skincare, there is that conversation going on. So there has been some light shed on it, mm-hmm. but it still isn't quite connecting so much where people want to take the responsibility for it. They still think that there is quite a, like a quick fix. People are lazy. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. A little bit. They just want the quick fix basically. Yeah. Also, yeah. maybe just not understanding the depth to which uh, a holistic like everything in life affects you exactly but it's like if you are going to go there it's like then you really have to consider everything in your life all of a sudden when you might have been living in in a way that yeah it's confronting would you say relationships and um, emotionality affects the skin as well and spirituality absolutely I think it works on a mind body spirit approach like I I can't see somebody who seemingly has great skin, but they might think that their skin is is bad. Interesting. And so we have to have a conversation on where their emotional well-being is already at. And then that in turn turns into turn goes into like a discussion of their spiritual practices and where they might be feeling some blocks along the way with their entirety of their life. So it's a whole deep conversation. You can't just come in for a facial and just mm. have me do the work. And I think that that really um, empowers people to feel like they can have this therapeutic conversation with me within their treatment. Um, where we get you should a be little bit deeper. Life coach sessions as well. I know. <laughs> brilliant. I'm undercharging. Um, <laughs> well, I noticed that too. Even when I was 19 and first started, people would walk in and have like true therapy sessions with me Mm. and tell me like, I need to pay you more like that. You just saved me a trip to my therapist. And it's not that I want to encourage people to just dump all their baggage on me, but I do want them, I kind of hold up a mirror, but in a gentle way, you know, I think that there's a lot of skincare therapists and even skincare brands that market in such a shameful way where they're just like, this is bad. Everything that's going on is bad. This is problematic. We need to go anti this problematic that. And instead of fixating on that for them, I'm just I just want to make them feel held and supported and heard mm. um, so that they feel comfortable releasing mm. whatever it may be that is truly like emotionally connected because then that correlates to different organ systems and and how that is communicating stressors on the skin. Of course. And yeah. would you say you coach your clients um, on how to register and follow their intuition going mm. forward in life? Absolutely. And with their skin, obviously. Absolutely. I think that the number one tool that I, I try to teach people is I just, I ask them, well, what do you think? Mm. Turning it on them. That's great. They're like, oh, 
Yeah. And usually they know. Because they do know, you know, they, know. they really do. People do. They just weren't given permission to think that they yeah. know, or they're just so conditioned to think that someone's disconnected. Expert or yeah. an expert should know. Exactly. And you know, what's interesting is like you as an expert, mm-hmm. quote unquote, like can give them the affirmation perhaps when yes. they do say it, that you can affirm their intuition and they feel stronger in their intuition. Exactly. Exactly. That's the coaching part of it. That's just that guided, like, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And you know, sometimes it, it, it might not be like what I see might not be a hundred percent what they are speaking to, but we can't dismiss that either. So it could be connected altogether. And then I can just shed light on what I might be seeing as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a conversation and they have a team member. They have somebody on their side to be like, yeah, this is what we're going to go through today. And this is what we're going to attempt to, to support within your body so that you can get that reflection that you're looking for through your skin. Mm, so beautiful. It's like I, a reprogramming a session with you. Yeah. I find that people are very shamed about their skin, you know? So much. So, and it's hard for people to talk about it if they do feel shame. So just to even have that safe space where they're, they can even talk about their skin specifically, it's just, yeah, I see how that totally is therapeutic. I find that when somebody comes into a session with me, they might have a very negative impression of what their skin is communicating with them. They're just very... They have a lot of negative self-talk yeah. and then they're communicating that with me as well. They're like, my skin just looks crappy. I don't mm. know what to do. And Insert positive affirmations. Yeah, exactly. And I try to at least get them to think, because I don't necessarily believe that there's a bad skin condition out there. I think it's all communication. Mm. And I think that if I can at least get them to, to realize that that communication is a positive thing, because most of the time, even if it's a highly inflamed, like really uncomfortable, will kind of lower your self-esteem. You don't want to go out. It's something deeper going on that I want them to at least be able to have gratitude for that communication that's going on in the skin. Because if we didn't respect it, if we didn't hear it, listen to it, see it so physically, we might be sort of quieting down some other signals that the body is communicating that is far more important than just a zit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, and yeah. I would assume that a lot of the time patients or clients wouldn't mm-hmm. realize that they were actually <coughs> manifesting and perpetuating mm-hmm. their issues by exactly. negative self-talk yeah. or yeah. low self-esteem or their diet or all those factors that you look at. that holistic approach. Absolutely. If you think about like the flesh on your face, if you're constantly looking at yourself in the mirror, hating on those cells, those, Mm. those bits of flesh. That's what's going to grow. It's going to, yeah, it's going to perpetuate it. Absolutely. I, I do a lot of, um, just coaching through the cleansing routine because that's the first step towards anything, even in your home care or in a facial. Um, and I, I really try to implement a lot of positive mantra. And the first thing I try to tell people is, you know, I know you want to fixate on what you think is wrong. And Mm -hmm. sure, sure. Like that's something that we need to pay attention to. We can't necessarily ignore that either. But that out of your whole body is such a small percentage of you. So let's express gratitude for all the aspects that are just working Mm. really, really hard for you and expressing all that love and radiance. And then if that's challenging for them, because it can be to just sort of shift to the positive and... Um, yeah, easier said than done, I yeah, guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get people to try to at least give themselves compliments because I find that it's really difficult for us to accept compliments as a society, especially as women. You know, I'm like, oh, you look great today. People be like, oh, no, I mean, I, my hair is all this and my skin's that, you know. And, and for years, I did that too. Mm-hmm. People would compliment my skin 
And I just was so in the loop that mm. my skin was just still acneic from mm. my teenage years. That I'm like, oh no, you you don't you don't really see it. Mm. Just wait till you see me under a light or with no makeup on or whatever. And then just shifting that for me, I realized that power. And ever since then, my skin has been great. It's been super healthy. So even if it is communicating like strong imbalance, like thank you, thank you for mm. telling me this. And then mm. I just I try to find the things that I think are worthy and of value and I compliment those nonstop. Mm. So yeah. It's it was a fascinating point that you made. I was just thinking back to when I had really bad skin issues mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you girls your history as well. Yes. When I was a teenager I suffered from polycystic ovaries oh. and that would show up in my skin, mm-hmm. really bad spots and irritation and inflammation that I could never really get under control. Yeah. And that then affected my self-esteem and confidence to be seen in the world. And I remember just holding myself back and trying to hide almost, which would of course affect all types of relationships in your life, especially romantic relationships. And I remember only when I was around 30, actually when I fell pregnant with my son and my hormones dramatically shifted and I had an influx of new fresh um, female hormones in my body, my skin found its the equilibrium and has never been better. And I also found a range and a routine that worked for me. But even though my skin is as good as it's ever been in my life, I still can hear a little girl, a little 15-year-old saying, oh, but this could, this isn't quite right and it's not as good as it can be. And But there's that redness over there. And Mark, and I know that it's that 15-year-old girl who was suffering with this overwhelming attack of feeling that, you know, my skin is just not good enough and that it, it, it's self-shaming. Of course. So yeah. it's just interesting to know that we have history that we're following through and playing out subconsciously to this day. Even if your skin is beautiful, mm-hmm. if we haven't really come to terms with that history, we may be unknowingly causing aging or causing yeah. pimples or causing whatever problems that we're, we're dealing with. It's so just that's a facet to look at, right? Programming that we have to do. It's kind of just like any other inner child work, mm. but this one is just more on a physical level. Mm. I find to just really small triggers of somebody just making fun of like my unibrow growing up, like that triggers me so mm. much. And then all of a sudden I kind of just do a little bit more of like situational magnetism in which I have to then just own the unibrow. I love it. And it's the same thing. Totally back back in right now. Totally. I know. Works for me too. Yeah. (laughs) And definitely on the polycystic ovarian syndrome, that to me is just so misdiagnosed in terms of skin health because it's not necessarily like an acneic condition or a rosacea condition. It's, it's just your body. Hormonal condition. Well, it's a mystery actually. I remember it it is a mystery. No one had any answers for me. They just had topical um, energy in your second chakra. There you go. No one told me how to get to the root of the problem and empower myself to balance that out. It was all go on the pill, go on this go on um, Roaccutang, is yeah. that what it's called? So, All that yeah. damaging stuff to get rid of the, the symptoms, but don't worry about the root cause. No. And oh, it, it just makes great. me want to punch people. It, it just seems so um, not smart. I get a lot of women that come in and they are not aware that they have the polycystic ovarian Mm -hmm. symptom, like symptoms. Mm -hmm. So they 
are coming in thinking they're fighting acne. And I'm like, no, because mm. to me, it's very clear. I can see it and I can kind of depict it at this point because I've just seen so many cases of it. Unfortunately, it's really common. Um, but for me, even when it's at its worst, I'm like, your body is just at least trying to get you to look inward mm -hmm. and figure this out. And it's more connected to the immunity than it is of a bacteria. Mm -hmm. And most cases we have to oversimplify the mm -hmm. skincare and just sort of let it sort of self heal and address the holistic ways to kind of heal from within Beautiful. first. I, that is beautiful. I completely agree with that. And I'm so looking back on those years that I was suffering with that acne and the polycystic ovaries, I now look at it as such a blessing because yes. that propelled me into a serious mission to work out the root cause of what was going on and empower <laughs> myself around solutions to it because no expert I went to would do that for me. And through that journey, I discovered all about mindful, holistic diet, um, emotional connection, all of that stuff. Um, can I also add that, you know, just a thought that it could have also added like humbleness and, mm -hmm. um, and like sympathy for others, you know, because mm -hmm. you as a Leo with the, the stars positioned how they were when you were born, like you could have not had that sympathy for others and humbleness. Yeah, potentially. I mean, potentially. I mean everything yeah. as as we know, we have a podcast called Life Break Life Breakdown Spiritual Breakthroughs. It's the same thing, all these blessings in disguise. And They're when we blessings. initially recognize them as an opportunity to go deeper, heal something deeper, and come out more evolved and more compassionate on the other side, they're not as scary. They're Absolutely. not as daunting. And it's easier to really go, okay, I'm gonna get into this head on. Let's read between the lines and see what I'm trying to wake myself up to. So yeah, it's 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 all it's all good. I know. Well, I definitely. What about you growing up? You, how were how your guys' skin, and how has that affected your relationship with your skin today? Uh, well, mine um, when I was like a teenager was never great. It was mm. never so bad that it like crippled me. I was always pretty much able to cover it with makeup. Um, but I think the issue was also hormonal having to do with my diet because I was eating a lot of dairy that was not organic at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and it, was when, it wasn't until I cut out dairy that my skin got better, really better. At least I think it's okay. That one is one of the <laughs> most beautiful. like yeah. immediate responses that I find that the skin, if you just want to do like a quick elimination diet between that sugar, gluten, well, and then, you know, alcohol, coffee, like all those other things too. But dairy I find is the most immediate, like your skin will just start to clear up pretty quickly if you find that that's a trigger for you but yeah. most likely it is yeah definitely for me and I was just like a cheese addict so yeah. I was a vegetarian I lived in France and stuff like that so oh, just cheese that. for three meals a day when in yeah. France yeah eat cheese and smoke cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> um and for me that I mean that's definitely what led me to want to choose this career I I'm originally from New Brunswick Canada and then I moved mm. to Wisconsin when I was 10 and within that first year I just woke up one morning with like mountains all over my face hmm? and got my period like oh. all at 10, all within this year of like trauma essentially because that is I, traumatizing for a yeah. 10 year old. And it didn't feel was traumatizing. Was it just being in America? It was a hormones in American food. Yeah. It I was. Think so yeah, because Plus, Europeans always, come here and they break yeah, out too. I was always really sick as a child. So, um, I was just the, the, the chronically ill kid with really <sighs> low immunity was always throwing up at family gatherings. What and, was your diet like at that point? Oh, sugar, processed, uh -huh. everything that like a 90s kid would have. And I don't blame anybody. I don't blame my parents. I'm they actually, didn't know. No, they, they didn't, didn't know. know. But my, my dad actually did mention to me 
when I did like one of my first like full sugar eliminations and in, in my twenties and he was like, yeah, no, when you were a kid, you were just like the devil when you were on sugar. I'm like, well, then why'd you let me have it? And he's like, well, that's what you do. You know, children have sugar. I can't control everything it's you do. It's ignorance as well. Not yeah. knowing the damage that that sugar is doing to yes. your little child's immune system, gut yes. health, all of that. Oh yeah, because I remember even I got like my tonsils taken out and then I got ice cream right away after. I'm yeah. like, how that's would what that they, be? That's they like don't have a correlation yeah. between health and food. Traditionally, what they give to kids without tonsils is ice cream. Just yeah. not just you, every single yeah. kid. Wow, so, so bizarre. I definitely, I had acne and then it just was sort of chronic throughout my teenage years and really like just shut me down as a person. I just thought I was hideous. Mm -hmm. I thought I needed to just sort of shy away. I wanted to be like this quiet little girl and not shine through. Um, but then when I was 18 going to college, I happened to meet an esthetician and was like, what is this job? What is this career? I, I don't even understand it, but because I have you were to seeing do results with her? No, my sister was working at a spa. And so she, she, I just went in for lunch one day to go meet with her. And she introduced me to this one woman and she was a year older than me and the lead esthetician of this really beautiful spa. I'm like, I... I didn't even know this was a job. I didn't even know that this was a career. You heard I, the call of destiny. Yeah. That moment. It, oh my gosh. Also, we teach most, what we need to learn for ourselves, yes. the most healing path, right? Exactly. Exactly. Because I don't think I would have healed from a lot of different things if I didn't become an esthetician. It wasn't just my skin. Um, I was just so fortunate and I'm so grateful for my acne. I also had eczema, chronic hives. I'd get just highly inflamed and super reactive. Um like chronically dehydrated and then just was overproducing in my sebum. Do you, do, all do, do you think that was all related to gut health or what? Now that you're yes. on the other side of it, what do you think was the main perpetrator for those symptoms? I would say probably starting with the gut health for sure. Cause I was on antibiotics a mm -hmm. ton as a kid. Um, That's and then point. that'll take addition, it down. Yeah. In addition to that, um, just not having the proper diet to help support diet. that. Mm. And then on top of that, just not really understanding my cycle. I don't think I ever kept track of it. And I started at such an early age that I didn't know what was normal. And by the time we even learned anything about our menstrual cycle, it was just that you start and here's how to use a pad or a tampon. And that was it. And I, I really... I didn't even get told that. I didn't yeah. even get told about periods. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what yeah. else, like, Did you go to like What's Catholic happening? school or something? No, I'm, oh. I mean, I heard through my girlfriends, but right. my parents never told me anything. They didn't tell you in school? Um, I mean, probably I wasn't listening probably, but I, I <laughs> yeah, really like, to that. knew about and the ins and outs with my girlfriend. Yeah. But no one sat me down and said, mm -hmm. you, you know, tell told me that this can affect them and when they come and what's healthy and mm -hmm. what's not. And Oh yeah. I had, uh, that's all self-taught at this point now for myself. Yeah. Um, but no way did I know that. I never knew when my period was coming. I just ignored a lot of symptoms and we're also taught to sort of just grin and bear it. So mm -hmm. if I was getting cramps or if I was getting like night sweats or just a lot of emotional turmoil, I just didn't know. I just kind of Label went yourself it. crazy. Yeah. I just or thought, labeled it normal yeah. or just like, again, that whole shame thing where you just like don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm Canadian, so we have the disease to please. And mm. we definitely, my family, we're such hard workers and... It, it's not, you can't complain, you know? And I mean that it, it's, I mean, my, my parents are great and they definitely were of support to me, but I was just so chronically sick that like just something as small as a period just felt like 
what do you mean? Nothing's really wrong. And my sister, I have an older sister. She actually had far worse periods and she went on birth control. Luckily I didn't go that route at such a young age, but I don't know. I it just all kind of freaked me out. So I just didn't talk about it. Even though my symptoms were all over the place, I just thought, oh, this is what everyone's going through, you know? And so did that propel you into your career and the place yeah. you're at now with your skin and profession. Absolutely. And how did you just turn the whole profession on its head? Yeah, give, give us the moment <laughs> yeah. where you yeah, were like, like okay. When did you, or you kind of already did when you were saying that, you, that people were coming in and oh, yeah. there was a one size fits all for everyone. Well, why, do, why do salons think that is okay? Um, they're taught that they're yeah, just, yeah, just X, Y, Z is what you do and that's yeah, what you do. It's just the, the education for um, skin therapists in the United States isn't great. It's far better in Europe. Um, but I mean, I think what it is, is that, uh, a salon or a spa, they have to make money. And so they need like formulas in order for this to Mm -hmm. happen. So if they have, you know, a certain amount of people that are on staff, they want to make sure that there's a consistency within those people. So whoever comes in, whenever they're getting booked, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter who you're seeing, Mm -hmm. that person needs to be able to give you the same sort of results. But there's just no such thing. There's I, I can't give the same facial as somebody else can. And I remember having to try to explain that to my clients. I'm like, well, you're going to get a different perspective from me because I'm <coughs> intuitively just tapping into you in this very moment, this very time. Like you came in having you know eaten different things. You got a certain amount of sleeps and you might be in this point in your cycle. And next time you come in with someone else, they're going to see some things that are different. Your skin's not just this dormant state. It's this live organ that's in constant evolution and just communicating whatever it needs to. So I think the catalyst for me was definitely, um, well, I moved to Los Angeles in 2012 and I was just really excited. I kind of thought everything was just going to come into alignment for me, but it didn't. I worked at several different places and just was really unhappy with the quality of work, the support I was getting from my bosses. It was just about making money, selling retail. And my income was then kind of correlating with my self-worth and I was just not making anything. And by the time I was 27, I, um, I got shingles. So that just kind of stopped really? me. Yeah. Where, where did you get them? Whoa. I got them on my side near my liver. Oh, I and had shingles when I was younger as well on my yeah. back. Isn't yes. that like connected to um, chicken pox? Yeah. Like you can't have I, shingles if you haven't had chicken pox. Is that right? No, I, I think th- you can. I think you can. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's, I mean, that's, that's the, the most like common thing that people think about is that yeah. if you've gotten chicken pox, then you, you can get shingles when you're older. Yeah, that's but what I've always heard. It can, it can skip over. It's a completely different virus, oh. but they're, they're similar. So I, I understand. Okay. What, so yeah. you got yes. shingles and then did that catapult you into yes. a new direction? So I was working at a spa in West Hollywood and I... I just remember having this fever and just this crazy rash and not really understand. I thought maybe because I had just moved to a new apartment. I'm like, did I get bed bugs? Like this would freak me out. Um, (laughs) But turns out I didn't. And I was just also like the queen of overworking and just kind of overdoing. So I just was living with chronic stress and didn't realize how it was just affecting my liver so much that my nervous system started to shut down and my endocrine system started to kind of just like crash. Mm -hmm. Like my adrenals, like whenever you do those adrenal tests and you've got your 
your gauge of where you're at um, throughout the day. It just looked like I was asleep the whole day. Like I was under the graph. <laughs> um, I need that test. What? What is that? It's a saliva test that you oh, take. No. Um, I'm not going like, to let anyone test my saliva. It, yeah, <laughs> you spit into little tubes throughout the day, oh. and um, it'll it just kind of calibrates where your adrenal functions are at throughout hmm. the day. And I've done it a couple times, and I'm just highly low because I have just chronically been overworking for. And what was your skin like with all of those factors? My skin was fine hmm. my, because for me, I've always been able to disconnect, like just disconnect my skin as an organ and treat that with love and in great intention. The rest of my body and my mind, I wasn't able to really get there. Now I would still have issues in which I would um, break out and then have that negative self-talk and just not really communicate with myself about it. But when I had the shingles, that that was just like, okay, I have to change. I cannot mm-hmm. keep going with this that lifestyle. That was a breakdown, pushing yeah. to the break, break, Boom. down, Boom. breakthrough. Exactly. Thanks, shingles. Exactly. So I took some time off. I started working because um, I, I actually lost like nervous function in my hands. So wow, I couldn't really Lord. connect with my clients and you would look in my eyes and I just didn't look like I was there. I just needed a break. Mm. So I took some time off. I started working at a green beauty store in West Hollywood called the detox market. I know detox market. Yeah, they're yeah. great. And it w- it felt kind of like, okay, great. Like what I've had this <coughs> career and I've been, you know, just helping people in this certain level. I felt like it was kind of a downgrade for me to, to take a retail job, but I loved it actually because the people that were coming in, they sincerely wanted an education on their skin and they couldn't use conventional products. They were either pregnant or dealing with a disorder or just highly sensitive to the conventional skincare, the synthetics that are in our conventional skincare. Mm -hmm. So I was just there for a few months and my existing clientele was like, where are you? Like, where'd you go? And then the customers at the store would be like, if you're an esthetician, where are you working? And that's when Therapeutic Skin Coach was born. Beautiful. Yeah. When there's a demand. Yeah. That is so cool. What a great story. And, and just like that story was full of so many overcoming mo- mm-hmm. moments where you overcame. And I feel like a lesser strong of spirit would have been um, defeated by oh, yeah. in several moments of that story. I mean, it was you defeated I mean? a lot of the time. But look where it yeah. led yeah. you. Look where it led you. Exactly. You pushed through like the phoenix. Like, yeah. girl... I'm, but but I'm isn't very it fascinating to know yeah. that you needed to go through all yes. of those so-called misfortunes in order to push you to to push through to where you are now? Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's all perfect, and I love looking back and seeing. Oh, that was all perfect. And if I knew in the moment that that was leading me somewhere bigger and somewhere perfect, I wouldn't have been so stressed out during. And that's that true time. for any of our listeners that currently have skin problems. Like this mm-hmm. is not the end. Like you do not have to go hide away, and this is yeah. the end of your life. Like this can be the beginning of your new life. Mm-hmm. I just felt like those were just great markers in my life to tune into my intuition because a lot of the times the reason why those things would pull up is because I was silencing that communication. Mm-hmm. You know, I was getting a lot, if I, if I really dig deep and deep and start to do some inventory of what was really going on throughout any of those stages of my life where I felt like I needed to break through, uh, there was so much that I was silencing and ignoring, especially within that intuitive state. So yeah. How just, therapeutic for you to yeah. be able to be teaching that and doing that work and embellishing people's life and empowering their life like that. 
with what oh, you're yeah. doing now. It's it's the greatest honor, wow. and I'm I'm so fortunate. And and it's hard. I mean, sometimes people just don't really get it until they do. Mm. So I just have to have the patience and the love for them and the support for them, and also just be able to really celebrate the small victories. You know, because even if somebody's skin is just not a hundred percent, but it's fifty percent better than when it was we started to me that's still improvement and it's still gonna go in waves and I try to educate people too that there isn't an end goal with skin. There isn't an end goal with health. There isn't an end goal with just anything that you're trying to do in life. But with skin in particular you think I'm gonna get to a point where it's perfect and then I won't have to worry about it. I'll just stick to these products that I like and then just go and do that. But it's gonna be in constant evolution and especially with women, with our cycles. And if we get pregnant or if we, you know, just anything that happens can trigger us into a different direction, but that doesn't mean that you don't have the answers to help guide you and support you. What is the, what is the main issue people come to you for? I would say, um, inflammatory skin conditions, uh, mostly acne. Cause I do find that we attract what we have had. Yeah, yeah, but again, I think that is like with. the general most common yeah. skin condition. And considering we live in America mm-hmm. and we're heavily hormoned, everything, horrible food. So doesn't surprise also, me. Also, we're living in a highly toxic environment yes. more so than yes. ever before. We have more pollutants in the water, the products, the food, the air, the soil than ever, ever, ever before. So how is that showing up in people's health? I mean, skin is <laughs> the biggest organ on our body so that I'm assuming that expresses for some people, depending on their level of sensitivity, what's going on in their organs. And as we've established, even in their mind, in their hearts. So I find that people sort of disconnect the um, communication that their skin has because they're not thinking of it as part of their detoxification system. Mm -hmm. So if the liver is overactive and trying to filter out a lot of the contaminants within our water, our food, our air quality, because LA, for instance, is just very estrogenic and there's so much going on in our um, air Estrogenic? Yeah. So So it's like estrogen in the air? Well, yeah, to an extent, like it, it doesn't help the estrogen in our systems. There's a lot of, um, chemicals and contaminants that just like raise that, especially in our just like daily care, our daily products, everything that's just within our, our offices, our homes, if we're not careful. So you mm-hmm. mean like cleaning products or yeah. like toothpaste, yeah. air so freshness, yeah, all of that hair stuff. Yes. And so what would be, say I'm coming to you for acne, Mm -hmm. um, what would be the main, what would be some main points you would offer me? Look at my environmental um, products. What else? So I would, with acne, I would probably start with just determining like how long you've had it when it's getting triggered. And then we, I, I usually go to nutrition and hormone health first. And I usually call that like your nourishment and your immunity, because there is a disconnection where people think that everything that happens in a certain area of the skin is called hormonal acne, but really that's just a lowered immunity. And then there's stagnation in the lymphatic system. So we're all hormonal. We all have hormones. So Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily, all acne would be hormonal acne if Mm -hmm. you would think about it that way. So it's just making sure that there's a balance and a support there. Um, and then just making sure that you're not depleted in any sort of way. But then on a topical level, because the protective barrier function of your skin could be compromised by your environment, just making sure that you're aware 
of the environment that is going to be the best atmosphere for you to thrive in. So if people are transplants to Los Angeles or wherever, wherever they're from, um, or if they um, just travel a lot, if they've moved recently, it's just important to know that all of that can kind of take a, a toll on the skin. So supporting yourself. And I usually just ask like, where are you from? And like, what's your ancestry like? And just determining like what sort of like coolness you need to be using on your skin. Cause a lot of us want to fight inflammation with more inflammation. So we put more heat on the skin. We want to just like do a really warm like shower. And then that can sort of trigger a little bit more inflammation. So just like finding those like subtleties in your day to day in which you can adjust your water temperature, purify your water, make sure that if you thrive in humidity, you have a humidifier. If you need a, um, an air purifier, I, my apartment is full of plants cause I really believe in mm. the power of like air purifying plants. Um, so, and then just even like cleansing the energy of your air. I do a lot of Palo Santo and Sage and just kind of like really making sure that your atmosphere, your home base, your environment where you're nourishing yourself, you're supporting yourself is it's cleanest for you, mm. you know, cause we're such individuals that, you know, what I thrive in might not be what you mm. thrive in. So just finding that formula that's based for you is wow, essential. So much I'm wisdom. hearing wow. bioindividuality mm-hmm. and I'm hearing balance. Yes. Bioindividuality is in er- not one size fits all. Everyone has their own unique constitution and therefore different remedies are going to work for their system. And yeah. finding it within your own self rather than what your girlfriends are doing, what you're doing yes. for your skin, yeah. what is working for you, how, where do you feel best? And if you intuitively love that on your skin, move towards that rather than someone's recommendation. Exactly. Right. And the balance. I love how you mentioned yeah. that if you're having inflammation problems, you may want to balance that out with some cooling mm-hmm. rather than more inflammation. Well, it's all in an equilibrium. So mm-hmm. we have to create a homeostasis within what's going on internally. And typically the skin needs to be on a more acidic level. But if our in- internal, like our gut, if that's more of an, an acidic base, because we're eating more acidic foods, then we're creating more alkaline effect on the skin. So uh, I just heard that if you're, whatever your stomach is, like if it's acidic, then your skin will be more mm-hmm. alkaline. And if your stomach is uh, oh, alkaline, alkaline, your skin will be more acid- acidic, yeah, which is what you want to thrive okay. for it to be. Um, a typical pH for the skin is about like a 5.5. But then a lot of the products that we're using tend to raise it um, a little bit more than like a nine. And then even in some of our water quality, it can, it can actually raise our pH. And then when we put ourselves out into our environment, there's so many free radicals that then our skin is just trying to regulate itself on its pH. So it's already fighting so hard to get there to find that equilibrium within its own. And then we're putting it out there making it fight against all of these different things. So essentially it's just finding that balance and, and, and pro- like giving that protection and nourishment to the skin. But in order to better achieve that for long-term effects, so you don't get, you know, all, all these like long-term problems with the skin that are just ultra damaging that premature aging. Um, that's when the internal work is key. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So many factors. Yeah. But all very important. And yeah. they're not just connected to your skin, they're connected to your livelihood, yes. your emotional well being, yeah. everything. Oh, absolutely. It's fascinating. And that and that's why <laughs> it's great. I love doing what I do, but I do know that it's it's tough. And so there's has to be such a, a supportive 
aspect to it where people don't feel shamed in their existing routines and regimens because I get it. I grew up not knowing a lot of this and I had to sort of learn it along the way and I've structured this sort of formula and plan for people based off of trial and error and just based off of what intuitively feels good for each individual. But we all have that 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 voice inside of our head that knows when we feel balanced and knows when we feel great. And the more we focus in on that, the more that balance, that equilibrium of everything on a physical level will start to kind of show up too. Mm. So good. And what's your policy around products? Um, I mean, I love products. I've always <laughs> been like a skin skincare product junkie. Mm-hmm. Actually, when my um, mom and I would go like grocery shopping growing up, I, I would just always wander off into the cosmetics aisle and just <laughs> look at ingredients on skincare. Wow, I so, knew what your path yeah. was so clear already. <laughs> I know. When I told my dad I wanted to become an esthetician, he's like, uh, yeah, you know all the ingredients on every oh single like over-the-counter gosh. thing. I knew what salicylic acid was when I was 10. I knew wow. what retinol was doing when I was like 13. I just, there was something really fascinating about that. I'm a Virgo. So I love like problem solving and I love just like details Mm -hmm. and yeah, it was really fascinating. So I, um, I love products and I honor all products. I think that there's a reason why there's so many out there because we're drawn to the different therapeutics of each one. I do believe in using products that are safe for the skin, safe for the environment and are, um, you know, just formulated ethically. Um, so, you know, some mass production items I'm not like huge fan of, and I don't necessarily believe that there's a lot of pharmaceutical products out there that are actually doing much for their skin. I think that they're just applying a bandaid. I do. I understand. And I, I never want to shame anybody if, you know, they, tell me that like Accutane was the only thing that worked for me. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, that was your journey. That was your path. Now moving forward, like what's going to give you more long-term effects? Which won't affect your liver and organs and other yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. So do you think that natural plant-based organic products mm-hmm. can be and are as effective as more chemical based skin products? Absolutely. I have, I think my time at detox market too really educated me on how certain synergies just communicate better with the skin because our skin is a live organ. So sometimes it doesn't actually recognize the, the, the chemistry of something that is created in a lab though. I mean, I've taken cosmetic chemistry courses before too. Like I really understand and appreciate formulations and why we need to add certain things to keep things stable because there is a lack of stability with certain natural products. If they're formulated in a certain way with somebody who just doesn't know what they're doing. So there, you kind of have to have a knowledge on both ends in order to appreciate what they both do. But in my practice, I just describe it as non-toxic. So I don't want anything that's going to cause any potential toxicity to somebody because I do get a lot of pregnant clients. I do get people who are just, they've tried everything. They're so sensitized. They just Mm -hmm. want minimal amount of everything. And if I just use even like a basic jojoba oil or um, like a rose hydrosol, the skin recognizes that a little bit differently than it would a conventional product. So when you're in recovery from an inflammatory condition, I find that 
it's, it's a safer communication. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can control the outcome of it a little bit more than I could when I was using synthetics. So what are some of your top products that you like to use, which are non-toxic? Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, it changes all the time because there's, um, I think something that's also very fascinating about natural, the natural green beauty world is that, you know, just like our food, there are different, uh, herbs and, and, um, uh, plants and all of that, that, are harvested at different times of year. So if you notice in some of your natural products, they might shift in their consistency and they might not work for you in certain times as they would in other times of the year. So just kind of noticing that. So it shifts a lot for me, but, um, I definitely, I mean, I'm a huge fan of just like a really nice, simple, like rose water or aloe based water as a hydrosol to hydrate the skin. I love, um, but do you oh. use that as your toner or yeah. as a refresher during the day? Kind of both. 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 Right. When you cleanse the skin, regardless if you're using something that's natural or not, it will just sort of alkaline the, the skin's pH, um, even if it's just so slight, just because we're getting that activity going. Um, and then that refresher, whether it's toner-based or hydrosol-based, um, is what's going to help bring it back down. And it's also like the drink of water that your skin needs in order to then absorb the nutrients of your treatment, your serums, your oils, which are kind of like the supplement, like the superfoods that you need to feed the skin. So those have to kind of come together. Mm -hmm. But some of my favorite brands are definitely Josh Rosebrook, Living Libations, Tammy Fender, um, I love Audacity, which, uh, I was introduced to when I worked at detox market. There's so many really great ones and they all come from like such a wide variety of, um, you know, like parts of the world. So sometimes, uh, you know, something that's formulated in California does really well for people who live California. Something that's formulated in Europe does really well for people who live in like whatever part, you know, and so kind of honoring that, um, that demographic and its geography too, I think it's really is local ideal. and seasonal. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just how, just what you feed your body, you should be feeding your skin Absolutely. in the seasons, yeah. considering them. And what is your personal beauty routine? <coughs> For me, yeah, oh, yeah, um, yeah. I know. I want to know too. <laughs> I know. It's so. It's, notes. it's really simple. Um, no, I just take a, a a nice long time cleansing the skin. I find that it's my um, it's my favorite like meditative part of the day because I am a business owner and I often wear many hats and sometimes it's like my only time to meditate. So I'm I never skip a beat. I've even in my younger days where I was, you know, going out drinking and doing all of that. I even if I was like practically blacked out, I still would wash my face. I went on my honeymoon um last December and I had massive um food poisoning and still managed <gasps> oh, no. to wash was my face. Was it Mexico? Where'd yes. you go? Oh, it was no. Tulum and it was the last three days, but I knew, I knew exactly. I felt energetically that something was just not in alignment with what I was eating. I'm like, oh, I, I knew it was going to come, but. Ah, the Mexican bug. Yeah. No. On the honeymoon. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Montezuma's revenge. Yeah. But, um, so I spend a long time cleansing my skin and it really helps me connect to what's going on. So I'm sort of reintroduced to what might be going on. So if I'm feeling some dry dehydration, 
hydrated patches. I'm like, oh, right. Perhaps I should drink a little bit more water today. If I'm feeling excessively oily, I'm like, oh, maybe I should add more dark Cut leafy greens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm like, it's also mm. kind of like a massage for your yes. face. Yes. And I really go in and I get some stimulation going to help with the lymphatic system. And we have so many muscles. We're in constant activation on our skin. So even if we're just kind of like pressing down, you can feel some tender spots. And because I'm also a facial reflexologist, I do know like where my liver spot is, yeah. where my, I was gonna ask you know, about that. my adrenals are. So I can kind of fixate on Where's those. the adrenals? Um, right here, just oh, like oh, right yeah. above. I definitely What's have. What's this, this one in, in, at the beginning of your eyebrows? So, What's um, that connected to? There's a couple of different, uh, reflexology mm-hmm. maps that that could connect to. If you're thinking about like how it connects here, if you have like a, a line that's just right there, it could be connected to the thyroid. Mm-hmm. So if you have sluggishness or overactive, um, that could be there, but the sides right here, mm-hmm. because the nose is actually really similar to what the spine looks like, it has a very very um like like uh shape this could be the neck so yep. these could be the sides of the necks and into the shoulders oh right in here it's completely connected to the tightness yeah. under yeah. my chicken wings yeah oh yeah hypertension that's definitely it so i if i were you in your facial routine i would just do a lot mm. of this and breathe through it rub under just, my eyebrows yeah. we're all doing it now. love yeah <laughs> it feels so good i'm and gonna do this every night honestly, oh, I when spend i like 10 that, minutes doing 10 that minutes? on clients how long you know? do you spend washing your face maybe like well it depends on the day but um a minute to five minutes. Okay. And, like, and what yeah. product do you use to wash your face? Um, it changes. I kind of have to, I have a, a really good like intuitive sense of like, okay, I need this today. So I go based off of what smells good, looks good, feels good to me. Love I just it. have nice. a resonance test. test. Yeah. Boom. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I have, um, I usually do uh, like a, a gentle foamy cleanser from One Love Organics called Easy Does It. And that one's just super simple. And because I'm an oily skin type, that seems to be gentle enough for me where it's not stripping away all my excess oil, but it is removing the residual like debris from the night where you sweat and you, your body is just in, in its reset mode. So there's a lot that needs to come out. So I usually do that. In the AM, and I do an oil cleanser in the PM, which is really nice because then you have this really beautiful slip where you can really massage for a lot longer. And I, do you tone and moisturize as well? Yes. So then, so it, oil cleanser first, yes, and the night, and, then and the you, massage, which is big, yes. And then you tone with the 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 hydrosol, mm-hmm. and then. And then from there, I just, the same thing. I intuitively pick out what I sort love of that serum idea. or oil. <gasps> so much yeah. fun what just having your, a bevy of your most favorite products. Like? And it's insane. so beautiful. Oh, <laughs> no, it's not. I, I, I keep maybe like two or three, but because I work from home, if I open up my second bedroom, everything, I have my whole back bar of products there. So... <laughs> My husband always sees me just like crossing <laughs> across the hall. He's just like, like, I see you. Something. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really funny. But wow. no, it's good. It's But I keep it simple. I don't believe in doing too much. But whenever I take a bath though, because bath is like my ultimate self-care, mm. like resetting r- ritual, especially I do get some stagnant lymph. And with the adrenal fatigue, it's something Epsom that I... Salts. Yeah, the Epsom salts are key. So Essential oils? Yes. Well, sometimes. It depends. Sometimes I like to just kind of sit in there and I just do a lot of like saging Palo Santo just so I can kind of clear because I feel like I'm get, already getting so much stimulation of essential oils through my practice That's that true. sometimes I just need a minute. But uh, yes, yeah. they uh, really affect you aromically. Breathing yes. in the middle day have the oh, same effect yeah. as 
ingesting them basically. Well, and if you're putting them on people's skins, you're probably touching them. Yeah, you are. You're bringing them in your hands. Yeah, so I I feel like I'm always getting like an overload of them, but um, I usually do like a mask when I'm in there too. So I am getting the therapeutics of whatever essential oil is infused in that mask too. Mm -hmm. You know that Aztec clay mask? Mm -hmm. Is that a good one? We both have that one. Um, Yeah. I think it's fine. It depends. It depends on the person. And and to me, it's also like frequency. I think that people find something that works and then they want to do it like six times more a week than they probably should. Mm. So just kind of checking in with yourself, like, is this really necessary but for you me to do? You don't do a mask every day, right? In the back. No, do just no. like once a week or once in the back. And then I alternate whether I feel like I need something nourishing, exfoliating, stimulating, antioxidant rich. And I just kind mm-hmm. of rotate. And what about that. your nighttime routine? Do you sleep with yeah. a serum moisturizer? Yeah. I usually just do oil cleanse, hydrosol and something rich in, um, omegas or vitamin C or vitamin A or mm-hmm. both. Just naturally, like rosehip oil is probably mm-hmm. my favorite. I love me. rosehip oil. That's yeah. the base of my thing. And what's yeah. your what's your ideas around uh, f- uh, chemical peels, laser treatments, um, chemical peels? All of those yeah. are more harsh tactics to remove that initial layer of skin for the baby skin to come through. So this isn't to shame anybody because I've had all of it done. Mm-hmm. I've had, yeah, I've worked for a plastic surgeon where I basically got all lasers, all peels done. So I, I girl, you've lived many lives. Uh, yeah. Great. I know. Give us the inside <laughs> info girl. So I understand them and I appreciate them for what they are able to do in terms of like massive resurfacing. And it's kind of like a cool lesson in biology to see how the skin can restructure it itself because it's essentially like we're um, inflicting a wound on the skin and allowing the skin to do what it does best, which is Mm. self-heal. So it is, it's kind of great, but I- torturing your skin, inflicting a wound upon yourself. I think that there are different ways, and it's not necessarily addressing the lymphatic system, which is usually what's the most stagnant, um, that you need to kind of flush and flow out any dermatoxins, and it's not addressing the root cause. And that's probably why exercise is such a good part of a skin routine, Mm -hmm. because you're sweating, the lymphatic system's beautiful. The toxins out. Sorry, go ahead. No, my my ultimate like skin uh, formula like for great skin would be movement, rest, and uh, breath. So Beautiful. just even like getting some really good breath work in, I think is essential. Right now. We we have to talk about that. Yes. To finish your point and then I want to talk about breath But work. then when it comes to the lasers and the peels, mm-hmm. uh, especially because we live in Southern California, there is no like dormant time of our sun. So you're just getting such... Exposed to the sun. Yeah. It, the, the environment is not... Unless you can tell me that for six months straight, you're not going to go outside... Which I just, there's no... You don't think sunscreen will protect you fully from To to an extent, to an extent. But while you're recovering, like it's just, to me, it's not enough. And um, I mean, if you're, if you're going to wear a hat, if you're going to do all those things, sure. But I do find that it, it triggers sensitivity that it it almost causes a a sensitized barrier so Mm -hmm. that even though you might feel and look you're freshest, you're, you're still going to have a sensitivity moving forward because it's just such trauma, you know? So do you think that there is an equivalent to that in the natural realm that's just as effective as that more intense resurfacing? Um, not when it comes to like an immediate, if you want something that is more of a quick fix and immediate result. And I do understand people who have a lot of like deep scarring um or they're just they're in a place where they just need something much more quickly like I actually had a client who she just loved 
her facials with me, but she needed to be like camera ready. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to do the, the, this like peel, um, series. And I, I just, I, I was kind of heartbroken cause I just know what that's going to do to her, to her barrier and how it's going to weaken it. Um, but at the same time she got the results that she was looking for, for that particular, um, mm-hmm. like whatever she was doing. And I, you know, I honor that and I respect that, but I definitely think that the, the least invasive way to go would be with some led lights because that is triggering that same sort of communication and function, whether you're doing blue light to oxygenate the cells or red light to help promote new collagen in the skin. Um, but it doesn't do anything damaging. It's just like a big light flashing at oh, that's you. That's good to know. Yeah. So to me, that would you probably, want the red light, don't you? Yeah. Oh, I want both. <laughs> yeah. Give me both, baby. They're awesome. I think that that would be great. Other than that, um, it's just getting to the root. If you want something that's going to be as effective, like we need to do like a full body mm-hmm. inventory to figure out what's going on with the health. And I do think too, that some people just don't get to the result that they want because they're not giving themselves the like emotional permission to like, like what they see in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, cause what's, why do we need perfect skin? Like, why does it have to be poreless wrinkle free? Like to me, that's not that's not a reflection of your life. You mm-hmm. know, like I have some hyperpigmentation. I do have some, some darker circles because of my adrenals. And I, I mean, it's just reflecting to me what I need to be focusing on and working on. So I, I kind of like, I want to dive into that conversation a little more mm. with my clients when they're looking for something much faster. Mm. Like, well, what's wrong with what your skin's telling you now? Mm. Like I said, I don't think there's anything to their bad. life. Someone's face, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I think it's fine. So what's your concept around anti-aging, this whole kick the world mm. is on with trying to achieve forever youth? Yeah. Well, or like it, injectables and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Well, well, what's your concept I mean, I would, on a, the most natural way to, um, youthify mm-hmm. oneself and also the psychology and the approach behind needing to stay forever young? I understand wanting to hold on to like the, the way we feel when we're in our youth where you're a little bit more I felt active. horrible, so yeah, I'm not so that's attached. The thing too. <laughs> I felt like shit. I did not no. feel great when I was growing up. So I kinda I mean, I appreciate age and what it teaches me and I and I don't mind the the process because we also have people who don't get that opportunity, um, who their life gets cut short pretty quickly. So I you know, I kind of think it's it's a gift to age and it's a gift to be able to experience life and all that it has to teach us. So I don't necessarily believe in anti-aging. It do, it's an oxymoron. It doesn't actually make mm, sense. Yeah. Every Setting day we're aging. Setting yourself up for failure with that yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> but I understand wanting to be your healthiest for your longest period of time. But I think that that's also just kind of dismissing the process and, you know, cause I do think that the challenges in life are just as important as like when everything feels fine and drama free. I think that we need to experience whatever our bodies are telling us in order to get to the other side, in order to be wiser about our bodies and about our emotional well being and spiritual practices. So I understand it and I respect it, but when it comes to wanting to inject ourselves, it can silence a lot of that communication. Mm-hmm. Not to shame anybody that does Botox or anything like that. I understand it. And I, you know, I have clients that do it and I just have to, I, luckily because I have my background with a plastic surgeon, I understand what it's doing, but on a reflexology standpoint, you're actually, you're 
like imagine you know the selling out out. that could be systems right yeah and that could be communicating to the the nervous um points the nervous system points to my thyroid to the thyroid or or to the neck yeah and then you can't move it and then there's no not that flow and to be healthy is to be in flow energetically right exactly also in full acceptance when you're rejecting parts of yourself such as the entire aging process, which is unfortunately happening to all of us. Yeah. How is that going to show up in your physicality? Yeah. In like in within your mental, emotional bodies. Well, and so maybe for those who are, you know, very concerned about anti-aging, it's just a call to, to get to the level, like you were saying, of just of comfort and gratitude for the ability to age really and not have it's had really hard short. it is really hard especially when you're attached to a particular identity for yourself at a particular time and to see and also you know we're in LA so many people are acting and modeling mm-hmm. and depend on their their face and their body to stay as vibrant as possible for their career. Yeah, but look at some of the best actors, actresses are like Helen Mirren and people who are super old. So I understand, but yeah, that, yeah. that there gorgeous, is, yeah. gorgeous people. we are all fighting against the stigma society is placing on youth as yeah. being the most desirable thing on earth is to have that element of youth. And it is hard, like accepting the aging process. But the, the, what is your concept around um, – so you, you gently went into the effects of, say, Botox. Yeah. So what, so what does Botox do? It, it just numbs the muscle that's creating the, the line. Is that what Botox yeah, does? Yeah, it's it's essentially just getting. Um, it's like a temporary. It, it only actually sits in the system for about seventy two hours before it dissolves and just sort of eliminates itself. Um, but with the right practitioner, hopefully they don't have to make enough like that many injections. But it just temporarily relaxes the muscle in which it can help. Like if you're having a lot of strain and activity in a certain area where you're having expression, um, a lot of people tend to then it's kind of like a, yeah, they'll they'll form lines because they're not, they're not activating, like they're not getting enough like relaxation in that Mm -hmm. area in order for it to kind of balance out. So in theory, it's kind of great in the sense that like it just relaxes that area, but you can do that with Mm self-massage. You can do that with just making sure that you're hydrated and making sure that there's enough, um, like, uh, 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 you know, hydration in there to kind of relax these areas. Cause a lot of the times, especially with the forehead, it's just an indication of dehydration mm. or just get bangs. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I'm I wish so, I could rock curly bangs. I'm so I, I expressive. Think it's a like mm. I don't mind my 11s. I think that they just like tell you how I'm feeling, you <laughs> totally. know, boss lady. Yeah. And me as a, as a philosopher and wanting to be a professor, like age and wisdom is it's a good thing. Yeah. So, so, so the Botox industry is claiming that there are no adverse effects of Botox. There are definitely some studies that just kind of dis- dismiss that a little bit. Um, but they're just, they're not, the pharmaceutical industry will like kind of buy those well, out. Or they're the ones those, doing yeah. the studies and yeah. they're profiting on this. Let me ask you another question. After Wait, I want to know about the I'm Botox. I'm asking about effect. Botox. Oh, great, I'm great, asking great. about Botox here. Yeah. Great. Cause I'm <laughs> clearly considering it. Are you? <laughs> no, I'm just fascinated because everyone's got Botox. So everyone, just because everyone's doing something, there's no reason to. Jenna, exactly. 
calm down. It's okay. No, because I'm joking. So many Jenna people, doesn't know how to take jokes. I, I'm really bad at I'm really bad at jokes. <laughs> Someone's joking. No, but um, I'm interested in like a natural alternative to Botox well, and the reasons why I shouldn't do Botox. Well, what I wanted to ask was like, is it once you start doing it, are you going to have to do it forever? I do think that um, people tend to get addicted to the feeling of it and the look of it because it does look great. Like I, I don't want to shame anybody if that's their practice and that's what they're intuitively drawn to. If that's going to make you feel really good about yourself, great, but just make sure you do your research and make sure you have a really great technician. That's mm-hmm. not just going to want to oversell you. <gasps> yeah. Cause so I did work with a, um, a registered nurse who I, she would turn people away. She's like, you don't need it. Mm. You don't need it. This isn't the activity that you're looking for. If you want something that's going to feel really good to you, like maybe let's do it every six months and we'll just do this many units. Um, but no, you don't need it. So I, I there are those technicians out there who just understand what it means to age gracefully. And mm-hmm. if it is something where you're getting chronic migraines and that is the, you've tried everything else and that's the solution you want to help release some of that tension. Sure. There's a modality for that, you know, um, for a reason. So I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not like anti anything. Yeah, I think, I'm just you know, trying to understand it more on a deeper <laughs> level. So are you saying that it can affect our internal organs and, and the messages our bodies are sending to them and they're functioning? Yeah. It can. Okay, well, that's huge news. I, think I mean, I've never I think heard that angle before, so that's the, fascinating. The reflexology that, uh, training that I have, it's that there are so many points that mm. just correlate to a lot of different systems and organs, and then those correlate to a lot of different energetics in the body. Um, and if we are silencing their communication it could silence the communication it's having to the nervous system, to Mm -hmm. the brain. So then what is going on on a physical level, like you might not be able to control that, or you might just be completely ignoring something that is then connected to like your knee health, Mm -hmm. for example. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that totally makes sense. If you do it like a couple times a year, for 10 plus years, that's when you might start to notice it. Mm. But depending on how sensitive your nervous system is um, and just your constitution in general, it just might not be a good idea in the first place. I know some people who have an extreme adverse reaction to like their first injection and then that's just the body saying, nope, I'm rejecting this right away. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who will never have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they say that there's like 30 plus years of this, of people doing Botox. So like if it hasn't caused any issues, then what's the problem? But it has caused issues. I think it's just, it's, it's going back to that individuality. Again. individuality. Yeah. 100%. I really agree that we all have to tap into you uniquely, what's going to work for you and what yeah. isn't. Can I ask a question that's not involving <laughs> Botox? Or, of course or you, you can. Still, no, sorry, Botox. I'm good. I'm good. Sorry Thank guys. You I'm, so much. I'm a little sick today. And that's okay. Aww. I saw your post on our, our Instagram about being sick today too. Oh yeah. So you, oh. we've all been sick this week. So I don't know if you've have spiritual warfare. No, <laughs> I haven't. Um, you know, funny enough. It, well, not funny, but I had to take a lot of last week off because I had two deaths like oh, randomly occurring. Wait, this last week? Uh, last week. Yeah, not this. This interesting. Week, but so I just really tuned in and I did a lot of self care, which meant getting more rest, doing some Epsom salt baths, meditating and just like being with my dog and with my husband and, mm. and not having a lot of energetic exchange. And 
you know, I don't, I'm not with child, so I don't have kids. So I don't have to like put somebody else Mm. in front of me other than my dog. Yeah. Mm. And yes, yet, hopefully (laughs) someday. Um, so yeah, but there is a seasonal shift. And so like, there's a lot of histamine. So your body is like overworking right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I apologize for my coughing and whatnot. Oh, don't apologize. um, It's yeah. That's just where you're at. (laughs) Yeah, totally. My body must be communicating something to me. Um, so my question was actually going to be about sunscreen because I don't wear sunscreen. Mm -hmm. I don't like to put it on my kids. I just feel like, you know, we have, we're humans in a world that has a sun, like can't be that bad for us. I also have skin that doesn't really burn. Yeah. So it um, it has a lot to do with your ancestry. So I, I like to go into that with my clients too. If we determine, um, I mean, it's hard too because your ancestry, if you were to look at all of it, like you have such a unique DNA because yeah. there's, you know, people Well, I know my whole, people. I know so far, so much about my ancestry, but like 50% of my DNA is Indian from India. Nice. Yeah. So right. that's where I get that sort of like, you know, darker skin tone. So um, what do you think? Do when, I need sunscreen? <laughs> I think if you were, because a lot of the times too, if you're getting such a strong reaction to the sun in which you're either hyperpigmenting or you're burning, it's an indication that there's imbalance in the body. So if you feel balanced and you feel as though you have a really good equilibrium within the skin, the skin can fight its itself against the sun, especially because you're on a higher Fitzpatrick grade. Fitzpatrick scale is how we grade the skin and how it tolerates heat and sun. Um, so, but I'm not like I have some Irish in me and so uh, it doesn't matter how healthy I am. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I'm in just too much heat and too much sun, I'm going to burn. Well, so. I'm also hypersensitive to heat. Yeah. So I will not stay in the sun that long. Exactly. So you, know? you kind of know where like your sweet spot is. Yeah. And I do find that, you know, it, it's the people who are, um, and there's no shame in this either. No, but shame it's, in- the, it's the people who are going out to the beach drinking, so lowering their immune system and like getting all this like excess sugar that's just really already difficult for the body to break down and spending excess time in the sun, <laughs> not hydrating, and then also just maybe not getting enough sle- sleep to recover the system. That's like my Throw hell. a chemical yeah, peel on that as well, just for fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then they've peel. had a chemical peel <laughs> yeah. within the last Why six not? months. And yeah. then, yeah. And then that's what triggers yeah. whatever a melasma hyperpigmentation or just like a really like bad burn. And, um, because I've had those burns in the past, I'm more susceptible to them in the future. And mm. I've had lasers done and peels done in my previous aesthetic career. So, but in terms of skincare or um, SPF, I think that it just ranges and you have to just see what is ideal you? to you. I find the best type of SPF is certainly clothing and just making sure that you're shielding. So if your children don't wear, yeah, if your children aren't wearing hats, then that could potentially like cause like some heat because their turnover is much faster. Um, but their damage is also going to be done pretty much like within the first like 10, 18 years of their life. So wait, is that, that's really bad. So do you think I should put sunscreen on them? If you feel comfortable, but no, you can kind they're of gauge pretty good it. With the sun. They're yeah, they're good sun. with I've it. Seen them watch it. I've never seen them burn. I've seen a little bit of rosy cheek yeah. from the sun, but and that's that might all. Just vitamin mean D. The system, system it's good for you to have a getting... certain amount of sun on your skin. It seems yeah. to me just like a marketing tactic to make us think that we have to slather something on I think it's by our individuality. Skin. I think yes, some people are really susceptible to being burnt badly, especially it depends where you are on the globe. And how long are you There's no ozone layer and there's the highest rate of cancer in the world, skin cancer. It's really serious in Australia. I know. So it's one of those things where I find if we don't 
if we don't find what works for us, if we're not trying to encourage that self-healing that the skin can do, even if you accidentally get more sun, like you're just stuck in traffic and it's just coming through, you just have to, you just have to find whatever solution works for you. And if you don't have that, then like a natural SPF, a zinc oxide might be the best mm-hmm. solution for you or something that's just more mineral based. What about carrot seed oil? Carrot seed oil, I think is great. Because that's the only one I'll ever put on myself. Yeah. I think that that's just, initial sunscreen. Yeah. I, I think, think it's it like has, SPF, like 35 or 50 or I something. I think it's like eight. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I think it's eight. <laughs> we'll go with her. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not very strong, so it's okay. not going to last a long time. And the thing about sunscreen too, is you have to reapply it all the time. You have to make sure that it's absorbed within the system for at least 30 minutes before you even have exposure. And who's even doing any of that? No one's doing that. So the people who are buying the like the cheap over the counter, like they're not even sunscreen, which they're putting all over their bodies. They're not even using it correctly. And there's carcinogens in those to begin Mm. with. And a lot of them actually have a base of like vitamin A, which then like absorbs in the heat and photosensitizes you. So it doesn't, none of those synthetic sunscreens make sense to me. If you're going to go with a sunscreen, certainly go with a, like a zinc base. I'm actually allergic to zinc. In. Yeah. So you, you can't use it. Woohoo. You can't. No. <laughs> then you have to use protective garments and yeah. you have to just know where you're at. Yeah. It'll make yeah. So to all those people wondering why I'm like wearing full on garments. Yeah. Now you know. But you also know yourself. You know your ancestry yeah. and the yeah. fact that you have a lot of the, the Indian in your ancestry. Yeah. You're fine. You're yeah. totally okay. And Honestly, it, I mean, I don't want people to be like, Haley doesn't believe in sunscreen because I do. It just, it is no. that individuality. You just said that you're, you're Irish and you need it. Yeah. So you believe in it? Exactly. I don't believe in the like over the counter, like nonsense that they yeah. have. The, the ones that claim their SPF like a hundred, that's not oh, yeah. even a thing. Like you can't, <laughs> that's just marketing. And would you say that sun is damage that, is the number one aging issue? It's one of the main factors that would contribute to premature aging, sun damage. Maybe. Yeah, that's one of them for sure. I do think that um, collagen loss, which can be through excess sugar. So you're losing a lot of the amino acids in your skin. Mm -hmm. Um, So like dietary, like premature aging. And then a lot of people don't actually consider how... um, you can get hyperpigmentation and like that UV damage from your cell phones, from our screens. So like mm-hmm. just making sure that we're, we're not messing with the circadian rhythms of all of our cells by just making sure we have enough sleep every night. We're taking an hour off of our phones before we, um, is it the like radiation start, or the light? Stop texting the me at 9 30 PM. It's the light. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's the light. Yeah. Well, the radiation is, a, is also a different topic, but the light in and of itself can, um, stress the, the cells and Mm. eventually cause them staining. And I've I've seen a lot of people with melasma who are like, I should not have this. Like I wasn't on birth control. I haven't been in the sun and it's actually, is this melasma right here? I can't really see. Um, no, I don't, I mean, it could be, it could be some like, did it flare up with, yeah. A lot of the times it's from, it's from, um, pregnancy. They call it like the pregnancy Mm. mask, especially if it comes around. Um, but yours is pretty faint. It looks like it's healing itself. Yeah. I wouldn't even really worry about it. Just continue to like let your cells turn over and just feed it a lot of nutrients. If you have a lot Massage of vitamin it. C. Massage it yeah. out. I have vitamin C every day. That would be beautiful. On the collagen note, because yeah. this is big, I've noticed a health trend around collagen at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, what is your take on collagen? What's the best way to get collagen into your cells? And do you think that that's one of the best ways to um, plump up your skin and have that youthful look? 
Yeah. But I mean, we naturally produce collagen. So I find that as long as we're not eliminating its natural process by, um, diet. Yeah. By diet. So I you mentioned sugar. Yeah. What zaps it out? Takes yeah. it out of you? The, the sugars can cause, um, this glycation, uh, process in the skin, which it immediately just takes up your amino acids from your cell structure. And that in and of itself is what causes like that collagen loss. But don't we naturally start to uh, stop making as much collagen as we age. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and that's a, a natural process. So yeah. if you're taking like this collagen supplement, is that mm-hmm. going to help? Yeah, it definitely can, but it, it wouldn't do anything if you were doing everything that kind of like eliminated. Yeah. That. Yeah. You kind of have Doesn't to exercise help build up collagen. Oh, I think exercise can help build up just about anything. It helps like regenerate a lot in That's our true. cells. Get your chi moving. With. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, I find um, another like great form of collagen would be um, pearl pearl powder that can like be just so rich in amino acids. Actual that can pearls, play, um, pearl powder. So it's like more of an adaptogenic like. But it's made out of pearls. Yeah. Wow. That's really beautiful. Um, moon Pearl juice has a really great one. is the ultimate um, female yeah. energy, yeah. right? Isn't Pearl connected to the divine feminine? Maisie, that's what Maisie that makes sense. means. Oh, means oh, Pearl. Wow, so they crush up pearls, and then if you put that in the areas which you need a little bit more I'm collagen I'm not sure exactly help. how they're, they're, they're uh, sourcing Mixing it. it in. But, um, I have some pearls over here. I'm yeah. just crush them up and stick them on my I know. face. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> but there's there's beauty, like, there's like a way to source it in which like then you can ingest it. Um, oh, so you eat it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's not topical. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, there are there are some topical ways to do it too, but if you wanted like just like those collagen... Um, like proteins and stuff that everybody's using now. And that is essentially supposed to be good for gut health too. But then in in turn, like helps with hair, Mm -hmm. skin and nails. Um, I do find that Pearl is just like a really beautiful alternative to that because the collagen sources are are hard to find if you are not looking to have like meat meat or, yeah. So, so that's a a more uh, vegan type, you know? Well, I mean, a Pearl is technically not... Yeah. I don't know if it is. I've never thought about eating a pearl before. Yeah. <laughs> I heard of an amazing um, natural approach to uh, Botox, a facelift, whatever it may be, in um, acupuncture. Mm-hmm. What is your kind of, because you're into reflexology, yeah. what would be your take on someone having a monthly, weekly, whatever it may be, treatment of acupuncture on their face in particular points to stimulate collagen chi whatever i think it's brilliant i think that's one of the best ways to do it if you want to be as natural as possible if you're comfortable with having the needles on the face which most of us it feels so good it's so easy it feels amazing and whenever it doesn't whenever it does feel a little heavy or a little it means it's working yeah that means that you really (laughs) needed it because i had acupuncture before i came here did you and he smacked me really hard in the top of my head oh yeah and i could feel all this energy Mm -hmm. running through my center just from this little mm. tiny point, I don't know how he fa- found it on the top of my head, and woof, I just felt this flowing through my center. It's fascinating. Yeah. So imagine that, but just focused on skin health. So I think that that would be. I, I think it's great. I actually haven't had it done because I do the reflexology points on myself. But if you're dealing with a lot of stagnation, which is a lot of skin concerns, where it's just stuck in that lymph, I think it's brilliant. I think it's so. It's the. It's one of the best ways to do it without damaging the skin. Do you know people who um? Specialize in facials with um, acupuncture? 
no, not that I've been to. Um, I don't have like a, a resource really. No, but okay. I do have we'll some it. really great acupuncturist friends that it, like, that's just not their specialty because they specialize on like the full body. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones that do specialize in the facial, uh, acupuncture, oh, like that fun. would be, I'm yeah. look into that. Yeah. I'll report back what you know. I love that. And yes. to, you know, to re, um, to, uh, to get acupuncture effect on your face, you might need points somewhere else on your body too. Exactly. So of course, exactly. yeah. Okay. We are going to be wrapping up soon. I just want to ask you a little question on foods. What yeah. do you think are the most beautifying health, um, skin health foods? Oh, I love that question. <laughs> Blueberries, um, dark avocado? leafy greens, yeah. avocado, yeah. flaxseed oil. We'll just oil? answer the question for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think it depends too on, um, cause some people like they, they just go for those like trendy superfoods. You kind of have to just test to see what works for you, but mm-hmm. definitely, Lots of omegas, lots of uh, beta carotene. So I love like carrot, sweet potato, anything that's orange is really great mm. for the skin because it's like a natural vitamin A. Oh, wow. Um, Salmon, unless it's radiated, yeah, which exa- it may be. Exactly. Lots of greens, mm. lots of dark leafy greens that can just be, and um, celery, cucumber, anything that's like water rich that could be really um, nourishing to the cells, uh, blueberries, and a lot of berries, but it depends on like if you're okay with... Um, sugar in that sense but yeah no I think that that's beautiful I think that those are all really great that that's reminded me I did one of those genetic testing kits to see my ancestry Mm -hmm. and the results I got on the skin um place was that I don't absorb I I have a lower amount of antioxidants Mm -hmm. genetically in in my constitution and so I would need to eat a larger amount of antioxidants say a, a whole tub of blueberries rather than a handful, which is the recommended dosage for an antioxidant hit. So it made me think when you mentioned that, once again, down to bioindividuality, it really is all about your genetics, your environment, your attitude, your exercise, um, all of that. Oh yeah. There's hormones, there's so much involved in achieving glowing, beautiful, radiant skin, healthy skin. Exactly. More so than just a topical cream that you can recommend or whatever it may be. Yeah. I mean, I love that because that's, that's a great way to, to in, introduce a self-care practice and it's a great way to kind of sort of just feed the skin on a topical level. But I do think that if we don't consider all of those other aspects you just mentioned, they're not going to work as efficiently as mm. they even could. So it, I know it sounds so complicated. It sounds like really intensive, but it's, it's not, it's just tuning into yourself and learning about yourself, which I think can be really empowering. And I think that it can, um, just contribute to our long-term health anyways. Mm. So yes, the end result is you get great, healthy skin, but then you also understand yourself better, which I think is the most important thing. Yeah. You get better everything in your entire life, not just skin. (laughs) On the temple of the Delphic Oracle, it said, know thyself. So yes. there you there go. go. I love it. Okay, I have one more question. I'm sorry. I know Jenna's looking at me like, we're out of time. Okay, <laughs> one more question just on water. Now, yeah. I'm an avid believer that the quality of water is what's going to make a difference yeah. to hydrate your cells. Now, we all know our cells need to be hydrated in order for it to, for it to appear moisturized mm-hmm. and youthful. And dehydration is the gateway to all disease mm-hmm. and aging, really. So what is your take on quality of water? How, how important 
is water in the whole health of your skin approach? And is there a way, is there a brand of water or a type of like water that we water. should all yeah. be having that our cells can actually absorb? Because I know a lot of water isn't activated yeah. and it's almost dead water yeah. and we're not absorbing it. And therefore we're all slightly dehydrated. I do a lot of infusions, which is where I just use a lot of different herbs that I find work with my constitution, like a lot of nettle, oat straw, a raspberry leaf. And I do an infusion overnight. So I boil the water as if I'm making a tea. I let the infused herbs sort of like come into the water. So it mineralizes it overnight. And then I strain out the herbs and just drink that throughout the day. That's the Dang, most, girl. yeah, that's the best Impressive. absorption because I'm from a humid area it's and humid in Canada well in the seasons it is like so during the summer it's usually pretty humid um so I'm not from a desert I'm definitely not from and so I found that when I moved here I was having insane dehydration and that is one of the best ways to do it but then also just making sure that you're filtering out the contaminants I was about too. to so say shower getting, filters yes water filters if somebody has just <coughs> moved to Los Angeles and doesn't have a shower filter and they're like complaining your to hair's me gonna about, fall out <laughs> yeah your face and is gonna fall their off. skin just is they're like I've never broken out like this I'm like actually mm, it's the water it's, it's it's not you it's the water so get a filter and and on that note I really yeah. recommend test Testing the soil and yes. testing the water around your house yes. because then you'll know the specific filters that you need to remove the arsenic, the chlorine, the yeah. uranium, whatever is going oh through it's your terrifying. That, that was all in my water. Uranium 253. Yeah. No, honestly, yeah. that was a high levels of arsenic isotope. and uranium yeah. were all in my water oh my when I God. lived in Venice. It's so So you need scary. to test your water and soil before <laughs> yes. you just buy any old filter. Yeah. Absolutely. And and the thing too is that a lot of filters in, in different parts of the United States or even just different parts of the world might just be recommended to filter out every two to three months. Here you might have to uh, like a, do a replacement every month, every couple of weeks. So mm. just constantly test it and just have in that the back of your mind, like if your skin and your hair and the the texture of your your the skin on your body feels different, like just take that as a marker that you might need to reevaluate mm. or just switch your filter again. Yeah, if somebody doesn't have a really really good filter on their their faucet, their shower to, to for their drinking water, it, I feel like. You're not going to get to where we need to go. So mm. I mean, especially with newborn babies and all the yes. baths you're oh giving gosh. them. As soon as I was pregnant, I made sure the bath, the shower, all of that had yeah. a really strong filter, so I wasn't bathing my child in toxic water yeah. every day. I know that's it's bad. So scary. It's amazing the amount of things we have to consider to just yes. avoid a toxic lifestyle these days. Yes. I try to avoid a lot of water on my face too. Mm. I don't like wash my face in the shower. I mm. just, I do, I do very minimal if I need to kind of emulsify a product or I just do dry oil and then remove with like a, either a dry towel just to remove the excess or just wrung out filtered warm or like cooled towel. Um, to remove the excess, but I, barely any is touching my skin. Wow, yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Haley. Oh. You are just a wealth of knowledge. I know it's so incredible. I'm so impressed. Oh. 
I was just firing them at you. There yeah. wasn't any you couldn't handle. Yeah. You were like, boom, boom, boom. And with eloquence and grace oh, on each one. Thank uh, you. I, I could just keep going for hours. I know. Me Jenna's not going to let me. <laughs> well, we have to get off the podcast, but we might not let you leave yeah. the house. <laughs> thank you so much for thank joining you. us today. We really appreciate your time, your wisdom, and what you're sharing with us. Where can ever? I, I mean, I'm booking the I'm booking immediately. <laughs> <laughs> not if I get there first. Um, so, where can we find you? Yes. Um, um, uh, all my handles are Therapeutic Skin Coach, so you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, and then my website is TherapeuticSkinCoach.com. If you don't live in the Los Angeles area, that is why I developed my Therapeutic Skin, skin Coach program. It's like a seven-part video series in which you can be walked through each of these um, topics that we've discussed actually today. So this is actually a really good segue. introduction to yeah. Yeah, segue to that. Um and if you do live in Los Angeles, I do take clients out of my home in Beachwood Canyon, which is really nice. And then we can go through all of that together. Um, so wow. you have somebody to hold your hand through it all. Cause I know it's over- overwhelming, but it's also rooted in self-love and self-acceptance. And mm. there's no, no shame involved in where you're at in your practice. And if you're completely just unaware of anything we've talked about, like that's totally fine. You have to start somewhere. I did. And I'm still learning so much every day. There's still so much about the body that I don't know. And I'm just open to learning about. So beautiful. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm signing up as soon as we get off. Great. Um, (laughs) So thank you, Haley. I have a little challenge for the listeners on that note. Why don't you spend a week focusing on using your intuition to guide you through a skin routine. Don't just sit in your habitual patterns. So these are the products I'm using and I, I'm just, I'm doing cleanser, toner, moisturizer that aren't oil-based. Forget everything you have been using and everything you've been told and just look at what you have and really intuitively move towards what you need now at this moment. And do you have any other challenges you'd like to give the listeners, listeners, Haley, that you think would be a fun homework for them to start playing with? Absolutely. I think in addition to that, using your intuition to sort of like pinpoint what you might need in that very moment, um, give yourself a compliment. Find what you like about your skin and focus on that instead of fixating on what you might not like. I love that. Love it. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in today. We really appreciate you being with us and looking a little deeper into the world of skin and self. So important. Oh my gosh. It's been an incredible episode. Yeah, we we really appreciate you and we're looking forward to having you with us next time. And if you liked today's episode, give us a five-star review and share the love. Share it with someone you love. We love you. (laughs) Lots of love. Love, love, love. (laughs) And we'll, we'll, we'll fill you with us next time. See you later, TTFN. Bye. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.